Because we need more dick jokes. Everybody wanted that D. Anyway, welcome back to the Ride and Die podcast, round four. Looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Good. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. Yeah. Everybody had a good week. Yeah. No. 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 All right, I'm gonna go no, on those as well. You had the Rhea. You had the. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Have a good week. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. That was a week. It's over. I, I'm pretty stoked on that myself. Yeah. 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 So uh, what was wrong with your week there, Dakota? Uh, what fun like did you have? Three solid days of air arcing. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. I don't know me. what that is, if you'd like to explain. <laughs> yeah. So is, is it like airbending? Like you're doing your Notaro running at Area 51? <laughs> what are you yeah. doing here? <laughs> Sick. <laughs> and you had a bad, I had a bad week. Uh, I had to play no, anime so all week. Uh. It's a form of cutting. I mean, it's to uh, arc out welds that were there already without destroying everything around and it. And arc out means? Like a stick welder, you're making an arc. Burn you know, with electricity. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, so it's a carbon rod, and then you strike an arc with it, and then it has an air blast behind it. So it's just, it's, it's basically, I don't know how to exactly describe it. Is it just like making a puddle and then blo- using the air to blow yes. out like a regular torch? Yeah, okay. but it's it, kind of like a torch, but it doesn't have like the gouging that a torch would. Like, I don't, I don't know if you ever use, like, a gouging tip on a torch. No. So they have, like, those sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, like, curved, actually. So you're supposed to, like, blow sideways instead of, like, cut through. Okay. And then, like, the air arc is very similar to that. And <laughs> it just it makes a fucking mess. And it's smoky. And I'm pretty sure that this is why I have plug sinus issues right now. <laughs> Perfect. You're doing wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What was your wonderful week? Uh, Everybody's sick. And Sweet. Then, yeah, you're not. Great. No, I'm not. I'm yeah. I just gotten over being sick. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, sick kids, and then uh, yeah. So I just take one day off to hang out with the kids, being sick from school, and then my actual day off, I spent five hours in the garage making stuff that I threw in the garbage. Perfect. So. Doesn't get any better than that. At least you got to go in the garage. It was. I did. I, I take that back. I went out in my garage. And I looked for that milk crate. <laughs> so I spent a whole solid five minutes. I, it's in the car, and it wasn't needed anyway. So, yeah. But I looked at it. I touched my... Oh, no. Uh, it was a nice day. Got up to like 46. Yeah, I was at work all day, so... Yeah, yes, me but too. The heater's yeah. in the garage. Got it pretty toasty. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, bad week. Let's uh, let's try to make it a little better. So what do we... I think we got a couple things we want to talk about here. We're going to go back to some bike reviews, some requested reviews. On mm-hmm. one of them, some non-requested reviews, some things I should have known, but I can tell I haven't been uh, working at the dealership in a while because I made fun of you guys and told you it was a big piece of shit, and then I <laughs> figured out what it was. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. We got some stuff. People, one one peoples, one yep. peoples asked us a couple things. We're gonna mm-hmm. gonna hit him up on that one. So, uh, yeah, let's get in it. I'd say uh, one of the first things that we were asked about here was. On metal belt bending, because uh, we got into a little bit of the safety squint and this and that, and <laughs> metal work stuff, and little things that we'll get into. Uh, I know Dakota and Matt do a lot more metal working than I do. Dakota does more machining stuff. Matt, you just got your English wheel. Is that what that's technically called? Yeah, for sheet metal bending. Sheet metal, oh, sheet so, metal. Yeah. but... You're getting into it more. Yeah, get some hammer and dolly stuff. But you've done it before. I know that. Yeah. Like on different things. But uh yeah, to get into that, he 
we get asked about bending metal, say bending a sissy bar. We'll mm -hmm. do it nice I think and simple. That was, that was almost a direct like. Yeah, it's the easiest bar, thing so, to. Yeah, like, yeah. Everybody knows what it's supposed to look like. How do you get it to look like that? Do you just grab a big piece of metal, bend it in half, and smile and have a great day, or melt it, or pay someone to do it and buy one? Yeah. I'm gonna, gonna let, let Dakota lead a little bit on this one, and uh, yeah. Get into it. Get into what happens when you do things. I'm going to make fun of stuff like that. So uh, we had, it was Nordmyth. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. It's N-O-R-D underscore M-Y-T-H on Instagram. Um, he hit us up and, like I said, just kind of asked, like, hey, you know, what's better to do, you know, cold or hot pending? Of, or have someone else pay someone else yeah, to do it. Or have which, it professionally done. As everyone knows, I, am a, I love bartering. I'm the king of bartering. Because I just prefer it. Because money makes things weird. Like between me and Dakota, yeah. there's <clears throat> currently probably I don't know, maybe five to seven hundred dollars worth of who knows what going one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. To like put it on my tab. Yeah. We, we both quotes, have a tab. Air quotes. Of the I tab. don't know what the tab is, yeah, but neither. that's my favorite way to. Yeah. That's how my sissy bar is going to get made. I think. Yeah. Because I'm yeah, pretty sure is. you're going to need something. That's how the pipes got made for your bike. There we go. I mean, oh it's yeah. Just kind right. of like, oh hey, do you have these parts? And like, yeah, sure. Yeah. You can just have them, put them on my tab. And then yep. he's like, I want to make pipes for my sports surf. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool, <laughs> bring, it tab? Over. <laughs> bring it over. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I don't know. It's more fun. I yeah, think that's what absolutely. everyone, I talk to a lot of people about this, about that part of stuff. And it makes it more fun as long as ever, have fun, try to help each other out as much as you can. Yeah. And this is one way that and he helps me out a lot me by knowing this stuff. I mean, like the bartering like that, like promotes helping somebody out because they gave you something you're kind of like, you're not obligated but you're like yeah i'll help you I, you're more you motivated want to. to i want to step out of your way to like help somebody yeah. i know that's how i am yep, anyway me too so anyway uh, we'll get into some metal bending yeah. uh so, tips tricks and whatnots i so i personally have never had means of like cold bending like a larger solid stock so i always um i mean if you have means of bending it cold harbor freight but yeah do it harbor freight tubing bender pipe bender yeah that's usually what i rolled yes, just yeah, to make never, really junk no. bends yeah you know, and then that's kind of, I mean, comes down to, too, you know, what kind of quality do you want out of it? Do you want something quick or do you want something like, I mean, you can, don't get me wrong, like this is bar that's on Alicia's bike, Angelo bent that cold with this Harbor Freight Bender, you know, so, but um, I know like when you start doing tight bends, being cold, um, the outside of the radius that you're bending will stretch a little too much and it can crack, it will crack eventually. So, like, if you're doing a sissy bar with a tight hairpin on the top and you're trying to do that cold, chances are it's probably not going to come out too great. I mean, it, don't get it, it probably can, but like I said. Um, so, as I do it, um, so in order to get the tight bends, I mean, I always, I'll tack some stuff to a bench, lay the stock on the bench, and then so you have a fixed uh, side of it um, on the bench. And then I kind of heat where I want to bend and then weld another piece right to it so you can bend around it as like a radius. I mean, I, I've used nuts. I've used pieces Sockets. of tubing laying yeah. around. Yeah, socket, shitty socket, whatever. Um, Your wiener. Hey, for those real tight. That doesn't stay. Those hairpin turns. That, yeah, but that doesn't stay in one spot usually. Really? <laughs> it's detachable. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. But um, so, and then you want to, like, I always keep pressure on the part that you're bending around like so the opposing side and as you heat it you know you'll kind of feel it start going easier easier but you also want to keep a consistent heat on the area 
It's not just right where you're bending. You want to go a little bit before it and a little bit after it, so it gives it a little bit of room to stretch. Um, also helps the radius stay nicer. Yes. Yep. Where it doesn't get a hot spot. Yeah, and it's get a flat bed. dimple yeah. or anything like yeah. that. Um, so it's, it keeps a slow, consistent you know pressure on there. And then as while you're heating, you want to keep... Um, Pay attention to it because I mean, using an oxyacetylene torch like I usually do, if you put too much heat on it, it will it'll kind of blister and you'll start mm -hmm, to get like mm -hmm. the oxygen sort of impregnates it. Um, so you want to keep consistent heat, but not too much heat. And then if you see it starting to bubble a little bit, you know, pull the heat away, and then you can refer back <clears throat> to your consistent pressure on the piece, and you'll feel it start to get harder and harder, yeah. and then you start warming it up again. It, it, it goes better from red to orange. Yes. Then when you start to get yellow, yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah. That's yep. when it'll start blistering. Um, so then, don't want to turn red and blister. Nope. No. No. They make a lotion. You've been hanging out with the wrong people. And is <laughs> or the right people. <laughs> <laughs> Not my business, bud. I mean, as far as sissy bars go, I mean, yes, heating certain metals can jeopardize the integrity of it and yada yada. I mean, if you want to go all engineering structural, uh, like I'm said, I'm sure there's going to be an engineer be like, oh, you can't fucking do that. But being a sissy bar, I mean, you're you're strapping a camping bag to it. You know, I've I have six sissy bars that I've bent with heat. Never had an issue with them. Um, it just is, you know, like I said, you're not holding a skyscraper up. That's just a bag here and there, or whatever. Strap something to it. Um, you haven't seen you've seen my seat. Yeah, you're holding, I'm <laughs> oh, holding yeah. a skyscraper. <laughs> definitely holding a skyscraper on that one. But I mean, I I mean, I can always go over the effects of uh, heat on metal. I mean, that's not a huge issue. Like I said, being a sissy bar... I don't think in this aspect, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's definitely not going to hurt. Maybe it. if you're doing a frame, you know... It, you want to pay attention to areas. If you're, you know, bending a frame rail, you yeah. don't want to have too much heat on it yeah. because it will... And the biggest thing is, if you are bending, don't stick it in a snowbank. Don't yeah. pour cold water on yeah. it. Let it cool off by itself. A, you're going to you take that out of context later. <laughs> Sorry. Don't I mean, stick it in a snowbank. <laughs> Don't pour cold water on it. Yeah. Cause it, and then a lot of times, too, if head. you have a sissy bar sitting on a table and it's not clamped and you dump cold water on it, it'll it's go, thunk, you know, it'll kind of distort. It'll distort the shit out of it. And then it also makes it brittle because you yep. cooled it. Essentially, you quenched it. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, if don't be afraid to let the torch, you know, burn on the sissy bar while you're building a sissy bar. So... At the end of the day, do whatever you have available to yeah, you. Yeah, pretty much. Especially I mean, if you're and, making something and, like a sissy bar, who gives a fuck? Right, but also, fuck up a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Figure it out. Try it. Figure it out. Fucking figure it out. I mean, if you're... Figure it out there. Me, I'm not going to grab a piece of half-inch round stock and bend it around a fucking pipe on the bench. There's no what? way. What? Why not... did I get all that stainless? <laughs> I thought that's what you were doing. I thought you were going to fucking email cold. this. Oh. I'm saying cold. Oh, right. There's no way a guy of my size is going to be able to pull that shit around. Yeah, I was going to come over and give him my, the one good arm, and we we're going to be done with it, I yeah. figured. Well, yeah. No, but, so yeah. I mean, end result, again, goes back to everything we always say. Fucking try it. And yeah. there's... Not, it's not like you're blowing a fucking motor up. It's not, yes. you know, dollar-wise. Yeah. Hopefully you're... Go got to the hardware store and, and just buy get a couple pieces shit. of rod. and Literally yeah. just fuck them up yeah. until you figure out what works for you. So, I mean, speaking of fucking stuff up, <sighs> shifting. He also asked about shifting. Oh, yeah. Shift pattern, shift style. So, what I've learned riding for, I like to put it at about 35 years now, I don't know 
how to shift. Never. Because I just do it. Because it's just that natural. Yeah. Oh, yep. And I'm pretty sure I lazy shift. And once You mean like, how to describe your shift style? You don't know because yeah, that's yeah. just shifting. It just, I just yeah. do it. You go when it wants to go or when I want it to go. Because I'll wind it out. Dump it up, down. I chirp the rear tire downshifting all the time. I find it fun. But I think I lazy shift. I think I pull the clutch most of the ish way in, kind of, and I shift and I go. I don't really have a shift style or technique. No. I'm pretty good at finding second and third neutrals. Yep. <laughs> Only in front of crowds. I was going to say, especially <laughs> in front of other people. You try to take off like a badass and Let's you find it. third and a half gear. There's yeah, no gear does it. Every time you're getting on it hard. So, yeah, when you try and to be people an ass, are around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, if you're by yourself on the back road, though, <laughs> thing grabs every gear perfect and chirps the tire into seventh gear, and it's only a five speed. Yeah. How about you? I know you have a lot of, uh, you do a lot of foot clutching. Yeah. On yours. I've, I've personally, like uh, my Evo with the Chim's five speed, I've tried just slamming gears. Won't do it. It won't go. <clears throat> Will not. Because it's too. Harsh of an edge. Yeah, they're straight cut. No, yeah. I mean it's they're not. Yeah, yeah. I mean like you ride a dirt bike, something mm-hmm. like that. I mean there's countless times where you're like, hey, I either have way too much arm pump to bother with the clutch, or like fuck no, that, yeah. or you know you're coming into a corner <clears throat> and you, I don't know, you move your foot over and catch a different gear. You know, whoops. You know, oh well, it doesn't hurt anything. I mean, it, eventually prolonged use it would, but yeah. a couple times here and there, I don't I, think it would hurt anything. And then once I get going, I never, I never clutch yeah. on a dirt bike. I just bang it. Yeah. What about your but your FXR, you have to. Yeah, absolutely. It will not let you. Yeah. See, and then I had... I want to say in my Suzuki that I didn't... I, I found the perfect RPM range, and I got out of first, and that was it. I don't yeah. think I clutched that one. And I was always told uh, an older, like, drag guy... I mean, he... Christ, he was 75 and still riding a Hayabusa. But, yeah. um, and he was... Yeah, I mean, he told me at one point, he's like... If you're racing, don't ever use a clutch. Yeah. Because that's less yeah, seconds off time, time you know? Yeah. And he's like, he uses it to basically whole shot in second, third gear. And then he's like, you got to keep consistent pressure up on a shifter. And then bang, just yeah. like let quick it, slap. Let it yeah. slap. Yeah. 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 All right, so that's the answer. Fucking fuck that clutch. Take the lever off. <laughs> don't need Fucking it. get jamming. I mean, that's really, it all the time. Really, to take off, you don't need one either. What if you want to stop at that red light? Just fucking find Fuck neutral, motherfucker. Yeah, try and find With no neutral. indicator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's a sound <laughs> advice. Fucking <laughs> slam it and run. I think there have been like 20 videos on Instagram of people like dumping the, the clutch. No, Or not, like not pulling the clutch yeah, in. Not even slapping mm-hmm. it yeah, into slapping first gear. I've seen the one dude so on you the sidewalk to... like get hooked by the sissy bar and his <laughs> iron head trying to take off. Right. Just like, Do you want my iron, iron head clutch story? <laughs> Should I tell that? Remember? Yeah. Okay, so... Got that iron head, got it running, finally running good. I'm super stoked. I pull the clutch lever in. It's functioning. It's stiff. It's good. It's in, out. Everything felt good. I'm not checking anything. The bike's only been sitting for like 15 years. It's fine. Um, So, yeah, I get ready. I know that I have no front brakes, even though there's everything's there. It's just gummed up. It's got the rear drum on it, uh, which is basically useless. So I get all stoked that I got this bike running. I'm going to run it up and down the road because that's what I do with everything. I hop on it, pull that clutch in, put it in first, and it goes right out my garage door with me on it. So I gather myself as it's going towards my cars, <laughs> catch it, get out on the road, and realize that the clutch isn't working at all. So I finally slow down, stall it, pull it in. I go to adjust the clutch after I fuck with it a little bit and come to find out that's when I learned that just like a shovel head, Iron has the 
chain oiler for the primary and all three four technically quarts of oil were inside the primary because yep. it was the topmost plug on that I took that off to look, and it just started pouring out. And I was like, oh, that's where all the oil went. Which I knew the motor didn't have any. I figured it sumped and went to the bottom end. Um, but no, it didn't. It, it sat on a kickstand for 12 years, and all went to the side. Adjust it. It's fine now. But that was my fun uh, fuck your clutch story. <laughs> it just wasn't there, and I put it... It went right into first and just right out the garage door. Luckily, nothing else was around. But yeah, yeah that one was pretty fun. It was very fun. So, another thing that we were thinking about, it's that time of year, we did some oil talk. Speaking about sitting for 12 years. Speaking about sitting for 12 years. Everybody's bike right now, sitting for 12 years. Talking (laughs) about batteries. Killing them, keeping them, what's good, what's bad. Kind you want to buy, kind you don't want to buy. Well, I think every battery's got a right place and a wrong place. That's a definite. But uh, I've had a lot of battery training, working at auto parts places that were very hyper-focused on it made me learn everything that you could about batteries because you had to answer every question ever that people could ever make up. People trying to put the wrong battery in a car, the right battery in a car, the wrong battery in a bike, right battery in a bike, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, so we're going to dig into batteries here a little bit. I'm going to start with mine, actually. Okay. Do you have a question or a, a quancer? That's a questioning answer. I kind of know the answer, but it, yeah, it's a quancer. Quancer. So, um, what... Cell. Get what? Yep. Battery. Smoking smoking crack. Yeah. Yeah. And my Evo Hardtail. Why did I burn through four of them in a season? <laughs> the same and then, like, vibration. But not not even yeah. like not slow failure, like, oh, it's taking a shit. Like be fine died the entire Over. time and then next morning come out. Right. Nothing. Yeah. The battery is fully dead. So I did the same thing with my BSA when I first put it together. Remember how I was zip-tying batteries to the frame on the bottom because I didn't give a shit because I was using old crap batteries? In essence, what you did with your batteries, you hooked it to your bike, and then you threw it behind your bike and dragged it down the road. (laughs) So you vibrated them to death. Because I did that on the BSA knowing I was doing that because I literally just strapped it to the frame that's buzzing away. And if you look at a battery, you have your plates. All your plates are lined up. They are connected, basically soldered together. At some point. And then those are soldered again to your post. Vibration causes those to break. Done. Battery's towed. That's what was happening years. You you put a meter on it, you'll see that it's open. I mean, I was getting a a lazy, like, one cell. And I I think another large issue of it was the cranking amps. For the size of battery I could run, I couldn't get enough cranking Mm. amps. So it was like... You had to double tap a start button to get it to turn over type of deal. And, yeah, then, and then also being shaken to death. Right. So then I introduce you to what I found, which is the anti-gravity batteries that everyone will also say is garbage. I, think we, I guess someone looking at me over here yep. say it's garbage. That I, particular brand, I don't mind that, that battery technology, but that particular brand has more exploded pictures on the internet than the other Right, ones. Why? because... Why are they yes. exploding? Yeah. Because <laughs> the charging systems are overcharging them. Or... Uh, if you read the box also, if you charge that battery, like literally mm-hmm. it's in your bike right now, yep. and you put your battery tender on it, it you just work. fucking yeah. ruin that battery. Yeah. Well, you're going to blow it up and you're going to kill the life. Then if your bike's not charging properly, it can only take so much, but it also has to be maintained. So if your charging system's weak, you're going to eat that battery. It's going to heat up. Plus, if you, you have to read every detail of those. I have the four-cell one. Mm-hmm. 
on my BSA, which is a kick-only bike. So in all reality, that's working somewhat as a capacitor. It's holding power from when I kick it to give the plugs a little bit more spark. You can run the BSA batteryless, or you can do like what Josh did. He had backup batteries for a garage door opener. Okay, it's enough yeah, to work enough as a capacitor, yeah, yeah, and it just gives that little extra oomph. Um, but you, in all of those, they're not for daily use. On most of them, like the mm-hmm. four cell, I know the four cell. It's basically race use on the weekends. You're supposed to drain it down a little bit, yep. starting it, you know, seven or eight times, and then you recharge it, and that's it. Um, you get to the larger ones. You have a eight cell, six cell. What are they? Uh, you have the bigger one. Technically, yeah. I, don't but think it's an I think it's eight. That one's yeah. more for daily use. So you got a larger. Mine's the little tiny nothing battery. Yeah. That's just a capacitor, which is really what it is. I also had to make sure my charging system was not over or undercharging, which you also made me do. Right. I made you test that before yep. we did anything else. I yep. forgot. Yeah. Just because, if you really read the instructions on any battery, there's a lot of steps you have to take. <clears throat> You get to your AGM batteries, those have a bigger window of error. Mm-hmm. So they can accept and put out at different and for those capacities. Who, for those that don't know, what does AGM stand for? A Absorb. giant man tool. <laughs> Absorb glass mat. Um, yeah, so you, you get wet, you got your AGM. The ones I don't like, I don't know a ton about. I know a little bit. I know they're starting to come out. I've learned a little the lithium. Mm-hmm. So I did. Yeah. Did you do a little homework? I have a little yeah. previously known homework okay. on that so one. Before, before we get ahead, yep. though, what about temperatures on the anti-gravities? For what is winter it? Winter storage. You know I don't know. I don't. I, I just don't know what the temperature range is. But I'm just saying, to. like, I had. So you're rolling it in the shed for right. winter time. I think it's. I think it, if you're not using it, it's fine. Yes. You can store it cold, but oh. if you have it in a snowmobile, that's not good. They for don't. It, I don't believe. Don't they don't tend to cold you to. either. Right. Yeah, they don't like to operate. I had I had more of below this. thirty-two or something. I mean, yeah. we'll just well, not only that, but also um, the where the battery, different types of batteries keep their state of optimal state of charge at different mm-hmm. different rates. So, you know, a normal battery you want to keep like do you 60%. know the percent rough breakdown on that as far as a normal wet cell battery. So you have your hundred percent charge. If you drain that to zero, you charge it back up. You might get eighty-five percent. Of what the initial was. You drain it down to zero yeah. again. Say you have a charging issue on your car where it's draining your battery. Every time you drain that down, your your maximum capacity, or 100% in air quotes, goes down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Until you've just smoked that battery yes. and you're getting 12 volts, but your cranking amp is 3. Yeah. So, so that's why normally... That into what you're exactly yeah, into what you're saying. Said. Normally they'll keep it around 60% state of charge. What's your alternator's trying to keep your your battery at and then in 20 percent above or below so up as high as 80 as low as 40 but anytime you start getting below that you kind of start losing some power out of that battery okay um and those lithium lithium iron phosphate batteries like a shorey and i think that's anti-gravity is the same right lithium iron phosphate yeah, yeah. no not lithium iron or uh lithium ion right right yeah. um those do not like to be dropped down like that like they take a big hit Right. Okay. Oh. They don't like the draw. Yeah. And the starter is, draw. Basically. If your charger is if your charging system is actually working on your bike, if it's operating between thirteen point six and fourteen point four is what they specify. Yeah. Um you should never have to charge it. But if you if it's like a race one, like you're saying, like yep. you use it on the weekends. Yep. Yeah, you you gotta kinda use their specific charger. Right. If you're gonna That's keep that battery alive. That's yep. how I killed mine in my DRZ. 
it you just threw it on a the, that battery tender. Yeah, like an yeah. automatic battery tender. But yeah. those that style battery tender will not keep the state of charge high enough on right. that battery, and you're just burning right. like it's burning itself up trying to do. Literally, you're cooking yeah. the guts of the battery. Yeah. So Harley also came out with their lithium batteries now, um, and on every lithium battery, there literally is a computer mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. regulates everything coming in and out. That's where you come into your special tender because they work in unison with each other so that it maintains all the proper levels. <clears throat> it Basically, it knows what it's doing. Batteries are becoming intelligent. A big thing with they're those sentient, two. sentient, and they're going to take over. Yes, for sure. Goddamn reptilian government. That's a problem. I'm saying those goddamn batteries. But with those batteries, just to be safe, don't ever put like your old school shoemaker. No. Just... New. You know, boost, 50 amp boost, it will explode. See, and then yep. I had, I put the same thing. I did the same thing with my the battery in my KTM, and I didn't know it was lithium from the factory. Yeah, but, I would um, not have thought that either. No, yep. and it is. Um, but there were, so I just put, like, regular tender on it. Mm-hmm. Lasted a year and a half, two years, and now it's, it's pretty like, good. nothing. Yeah. You got lucky. I was also told, though, a yeah, friend of mine funny. has a snow bike kit for his same bike and everything, mm-hmm. um, and he said in the wintertime, like, when he's riding it, he'll, you know, stop at a bar somewhere, get back on, and he's like, you hit the starter button and nothing happens. Like, turn the key on, hit yep. the start button, nothing happens, and then... They have to heat. The next button will, like, whoop, starts right up like nothing. And they recommend... Like sleep mode? They recommend... Yes. Temperature-wise? Yes. Based on temperature, they recommend, I think, around 40 degrees to go out to your bike... Turn it to accessory or on, you know, so your headlights on. Mm-hmm. You can turn a turn signal. They want you to get that battery glow plug going. Basically, you <laughs> yeah. got to heat the battery up, and then if it's below, below freezing, they they just hit the starter and crank the starter, and then let off, and that actually warms up warms the battery okay. to get more juice. Yeah. Wakes it up. See, Is I that the old school thing that. my dad did on the shovel head, where when his battery died, he just turned his high beam on? <laughs> You've heard that <laughs> one, right? No. Oh yeah, it, it's a thing because it'll, again, it almost <clears> wakes up, and this is the old batteries, you know, eighty mm-hmm. something. Your battery's dying. You turn your ignition on, turn your high beam on, and it just it it wakes the bat, and you get that last little push out of your starter, and it, you, that's how he used to start his bike yeah. all the time, hmm. just because the battery was garbage yeah. at that point. In yeah. Time. Well, that's actually the motor heating up and getting easier to roll. No, like, it you would just turn the you would literally turn the ignition on with your high beam on. Okay. Do nothing and then start the bike. When the battery was dead. Yep. Yeah, huh. <laughs> it's one of those things you have to ask him. Someone will probably mention it to us, but I remember him doing the high beam thing, and it just as in like that's a thing. That's a thing that those bikes do. Or he did. No, it wasn't the bike. It was just a, just like a, a his battery thing. Yeah. Okay. I thought yeah. maybe it turned in those nineteen eighties high beams on. You were warming shit up around you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the environment going there. So now that we talked a little bit of batteries, we'll get into uh, some other fun stuff. Oh, I got so much more battery talk. What, yeah. Yeah. what, 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 what more is the there? What batteries? I'm, yeah. I'm learning here. Let's go. Yeah. What's a what is a double A? What's a double A battery? You gotta tell me about this. When your clicker doesn't work, you switch them around oh, and you oh go boy. full charge. Yeah. Spin them around. <laughs> rub them in your fingers. Roll. Is no, a nine with... volt battery just three triple A's in a little case? <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> Can you change the battery in my iPhone? <laughs> no. Why do you I, have an iPhone? My kiosk is fucking closed. Because I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> uh. Am I hybrid vehicle? 
I can definitely answer those questions. What do you and can that? I put like nine batteries in and go real fast? You can. <laughs> All right, let's get this Prius going. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna go pee or something. I don't know. You know, you know I'm talking about batteries. Everybody's starting to use these lithium-iron ones, so yeah. there's more information on that. Yeah. So yeah, Harley did is making one. They have their own charger and all that crap. Um, they actually and it freaks people out because they made one size. So one, literally, it goes well two sizes. They made a short one for the V-rod stuff and that. So one goes into your into a Sportster. Then it would also go into a Dyna. It'd go into a soft tail with a little bracket. Like you said, does it come with a different little... plastic? Yeah. You have to buy it. It made it, of course. made it multiple part numbers. Mine came with three different plastic options yep. to yep. snap in the bottom. So Harley has the same thing. Yep. They just did different part numbers. The Shory came with foam. Yep, yep. Foam that's what my yeah. anti-gravity... So there's just three different part numbers, and like I said, there's computers on the top of each one of those that... It, again, it's a thing you could just... You could fuck up. So you just want to know what you have. That's what I would say about batteries, is every vehicle has the right battery for it every battery has its right place yeah they'll blow up i mean their regular batteries blow up all the time I yeah mean, you have to see it at work with people doing Basically, some pay attention sweet snowplow installs yeah that are just yeah. smoking bad i saw a lot of those that's because the they don't like to use deep cycle right yeah, because those are expensive yeah. yeah i don't want to pay for that i don't pay all the, that money what's the deep cycle so blue it's like a marine battery <laughs> yeah That'll so deep cycle deep Deep cycle batteries, how we were just talking about a normal state of charge at 60%. Deep cycle batteries, when you take them all the way down to zero and you charge them back up, you don't get that drop in voltage. So they're designed, most batteries aren't meant to go down, up, down, up. That's how, you know, you know, they get like a power tool. Yeah. And if you just leave the battery in the charger and then you cook it, unless you bring it all the way down, because that's what those are for. Um, So, you know, and I know like power tool wise... With the lithium batteries, they say don't run them all the way dead. Like yeah. when you get the last battery bar slapping on the trigger. Whereas a NICAD, you would. Right. Like right. you would put a zip tie on the trigger until it was yeah. dead dead. Yep. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what deep cycling. They can, like, you know, that's why you put one on your Jeep with your winch or, you know, or you're in your camper because you're going to run them dead. Right. And then you're going to charge them back up fully. Okay. Um, you know, generally things are charging. 13 to 14 and a half volts yep. that's another thing with those lithium batteries um <clears throat> anything where you see like you know so the, somebody's pan had blew one up yeah you know like wow. yeah you're running a generator trying to charge a fucking they you know, so normal battery, battery normal battery 12.6 volts is a fully charged battery yep six cells 2.1 volts per cell adds yep. up to 12.6 those batteries those lithium irons are four cells at 3.2 volts so they're 12.8 volts they said if you if you get an imbalance with the charge and you get over, I think, 3.6 volts in a cell, it fucks it. Huh? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And any anytime if you had, a like, a bike that, you know, maybe it's got a shitty regulator rectifier, anytime you get over 15.2 uh, volts, battery's done. Like, cooked. Yeah. And that goes on, you know, Hardly even newer. <laughs> <laughs> that goes for, like, a traditional battery anyways. You know, mm-hmm. for regular things of shit. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But it's probably not going to turn into a fireball into your... <laughs> Oh, that's no fun. Have you ever had a battery leak acid all over? Oh yeah, my pan has done it. Yeah, I have. Does it ruin your pants? So I haven't had it leak onto me physically okay. because I have the overflow tube out the bottom. 
So, like, I'll get, like, on the bottom of the bracket that I have where it runs out of the bottom of the bike, I get, like, a little crusty around that, you know. Yeah. Like Working in an auto parts store, I didn't have a pair of Dickies that didn't have little sprinkle holes yep. down each leg every single pair of pants. I bought a junk Walmart battery in my Honda Magna. And yeah. then the side cover has the three prongs, you know, it snaps out oh, of yeah? the old Honda. They go right in that battery? No, they... They just fell off of the plastic, so I didn't have a side cover. So <laughs> between that and then my crappy Walmart battery, they would just spew yeah. all my pants. Just had all those Perfect. burn holes down the side. Perfect. Did you get it all out? You feel better now? No. No, we, we barely touched anymore. What? We talked on that long. That was a quick we didn't, we didn't talk about <sighs> testing batteries. We didn't talk about how to even know what kind of battery you want. You don't need to. Just do it. Fucking freeball it. <sighs> Fucking Tom Pansy that and just freeball it. I mean, I guess. All right, no. Do people want to know how to fix their battery? You, if it keeps going dead? You don't fix a battery. You can fix a battery. You, are you talking about, like, shocking the battery back to life? No. No. Fix a battery. Like, we'll fix your battery problems. Oh, pro- I thought you meant, like, the battery, like, it took a crap and you're going to, like, no, crack I mean, that boy open inside. I have a smart and... charger that has a recovery mode. Yeah, that know, can work that, sometimes. It desulfates the plates. Only on your... On your wet Yeah, battery. your yeah. wet batteries. Yeah, yeah. No, def- that... Function will not even work. Right. On uh, anything else. Yet. Yep. It doesn't. It's so old. Everyone should pretty much be running an AGM battery at this point. Yeah. Because they're the most common. And because they're not so susceptible to the vibrations. Right. Like, right. Those That's why Harley does, because you can actually get years out of yeah. one of those, compared to a wet battery that you'll get, you know, a couple months out of half a season, and then leave you stranded on the side of the road somewhere after you tried to get gas. Yeah, and I... I mean, if you're running the battery... That you're putting distilled water in, it better be on an antique bike because there's no excuse for that. <laughs> right, and usually it's the six volt stuff. Yeah, that's the last ones that I've really seen. Because you can buy those batteries so cheap, but they're oh, just that's average. literally what I put in the pan. Yeah, yeah. and they'll spit all that water back out as acid. Yeah, yeah I need I your pants. Put it back in. Yeah, or delete your pipes. Uh, you can buy a sealed battery for like another ten dollars. It's totally worth it. You can also get uh, what are they? But the, my I'm biggest thing was is. To fit in a six bolt oil bag, mm. yeah, there's enough room in there, and you can buy the adapter plate and all that shit to fit the twelve in. But I, Interstate has a twelve volt in a six bolt housing shape, okay, you know, physical shape of it. So, but it's only and it was like I think it was sixty five bucks or something. And I was like, I brought the battery, and the lady that I was working there knew exactly what it was for. She's like, oh yeah got one better she's like i'll order one you know it's wednesday like before i even set it on the counter she's like oh yeah i can order one of those i'm like cool <laughs> give me one Sold. but it was only a lead acid yeah okay yeah well, well like i, I mean, said I've, i think i've i had one time it went dead on me and it's because i wasn't charging yeah but other so than that never had a problem what else you got over there what else what else you want to talk oh about? some parasitic draw testing you can do there we go oh boy I like parasites. You know, you have seen just as much of people's wiring as anybody else. That's 99% of the reasons that baggers go into a shop. I got a brew draw. Yeah, it's your 900 accessories, bro. Anybody who has touched their wiring. Are you going to go over how you have to do all the the stacking math? No. No? No. Oh, dude, but that's the reality of working at a shop. When they put accessories on their bagger. All right, so your bike calls for this, your battery's that, your charging system's this. You have this accessory that's point one. This one draws that. This shows that we would spend hours stacking accessory. You got your heated grips. You got your heated seat. You got your cooled seat. 
You got your dildo that vibrates in your butthole. You got five dildos that vibrate in your other butthole. And then you get, oh, that's point five. <laughs> these guys, some bigger yeah. writers have three holes. Yeah, these guys got money. They got extra <laughs> buttholes. We can't even afford the butthole we have right now. They got these all these buttholes. So just buying buttholes. It's just depressing. We got the one butthole. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so we'd have to do that, which led to parasitic drop. Yeah, parasitic this bike overnight. Drops. It did. Why yeah. it did. So, uh, with that, he brings it in. It's mm-hmm. garbage. This battery sucks. Yeah. You fucked everything up. Rawr! The yeah. unfortunate problem being that generally because somebody tried to do something, right. they've created a parasitic A drop. million accessories, pinched some wires, got that cool cup holder, and that pinched a wire. Anything. The butthole warmer. The triple butthole warmer for the rich. Yeah, gravity blew up. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't stop thinking. But either, yeah, a parasitic draw. <laughs> parasitic draw would be when you have voltage leaking out of your your battery caused by either a short or something that's not turning off, stuck switch, something. Or and something you, you hook direct to the battery. Or something, be yeah, lots of times. An accessory. Yeah. You, need it, you need it a relay. Yep. Don't you need a relay or at least you, have it on something that's key on. You don't know what a relay uh, is. You know, stuff like that. Oh, that was my knee on the chair. I'm doing good. Doing good. <laughs> but to test that, okay, you disconnect your negative battery cable. Take your voltmeter. Have it set to milliamps. You're going to hook it a series in between your negative terminal and your battery cable. And there's different vehicles have different specs for what they should draw. I think it's like 25 milliamps is something like normal. If you have no, no ECUs or security, yeah, system. security system, smart like key. That. Well, it, like know. I go on motorcycles. Oh yeah, if you yeah. have a newer bike, yeah. it's always going to be With one. Your, your ECUs, your yeah. ECU has to stay awake yeah. to keep programming keep and all that crap. They have what, point, and they always have full running right. all the time to for memory. <clears throat> right, exactly. Um, and then they have the security system, which is just a flashing little LED light, but that does add like .07. There's a, yep. Again, you go to an owner's manual or on the internet, it'll tell you exact correct quantities and all that crap. So just your average regular bike, yeah, you would... It should be zero if you're just running like an old school bike. Right. There should like, be nothing drawing anywhere. My Sportster, yeah. your... Evo Chop, your FXR Technic. Yeah, yeah, you got nothing yeah, on that one. There. Yep, um, should be at zero. But the Road King would have right. a specific draw that it's allowed to have because to of memory. an ECU. Yeah. Yep. So and they they range all over the place. I mean, we we have minivans now that I scan F forty three ECUs in them just because of all the BS in it. Yeah. So Radio. it takes a long time. Each one of those will eventually turn off. Like over know, time. Over time. So and there's also usually, usually a manufacturer. You literally have to sit there and wait. Yeah. <laughs> And you're paid for all of that properly, right? By yeah. an hour, definitely. Okay, yep, just, that's how it works. Yeah, I just want to make sure because I know that's how the world. That's is. why there's just not a short. You know, there's there's a ton of people who want to be mechanics. You know, yeah, it's so much. There's so much money you can make with those hourly rates. It's just get rich, bitch. What else you got? Uh, you can also do for parasitic draw. So if you had a parasitic draw, let's say, and if anyone has a question that. on this stuff, you're just going to slide right into Matt's DMs. Yeah. Because he will walk you through this well, we'll better than I will. It. I'll be like, fuck it, start over. I do a lot of wiring repairs. Yeah. So, <laughs> unfortunately, it's a 
it's a thing that we do. But so if you did have a parasitic draw, you would start pulling your fuses, and then figure out which circuit you're vaping to death. <laughs> I tried really hard on that one. Yeah, how much fucking parasitic draws on that fucker? <laughs> Hopefully all of it. Just a oh. mouth that's sucking on it. Just a five foot eight parasitic. Five eight. You hear that? I got taller. It made me really tall. Dope. Well, you're always wearing cowboy boots, so I don't know. I'm not today. I'm wearing the Dak Mertens mm-hmm. there. That's still probably at least an inch, right? Well, you curb stomping. You should know. Nobody. <laughs> work. <laughs> They're my work shoes. I'm fancy. I work in an office. I hope you know that now. Mm, yes. Mm, yes. Anyway. All right. Keep the train rolling on these. You got anything else on batteries? Mm. I think we know everything there is about batteries. You want to go into charging systems or leave no, that for another I day? That. <laughs> you already did. You said it's got to be between 13 and this, and yeah, that's but you it. got. I mean, you got stators, you got generators. Yeah, and they all need to be put out roughly the same. Otherwise, it's going to fuck up your battery somehow, mm-hmm. which is mildly true, somewhat true, somewhat not true at all. But yeah, we won't go into that. We will take a specific phone call. Anyway, what do we do? What do we talk about? Some metal bending, some batteries, some shifting. Are we done talking about batteries? I don't, are you done talking about <laughs> fucking batteries? Because I was done. Adam, like was not, Adam was not about getting technical. No, because it's like... We were getting... If you get that's the really good bits of information here. You said, all week you said, I got so much training on batteries. Let's I do. I should, but I did it for like 12 years and I hate it now. So I'm like, dude, it's either going to work or your shit's <clears> fucked. <throat> yeah. And bring it to me and I'll tell you if it's going to work or if your shit's fucked. If you're buying it for but, your bike, at least buy an AGM battery. Yeah, then, for most, for 99% of the bikes out there. Yeah. And the size you want, unless they make a bigger capacity one that fits in the same spot. And right. You want that. Right. That's yeah. pretty much it. Then you don't have a problem. Don't put the plus sign on the metal. Correct. Yeah, you didn't talk about that, did you? Make sure your ground strap is not broken. Yeah. Make sure your ass isn't crushing down onto the terminals, Dakota. Ooh, yeah. Because <laughs> that yeah. caused some issues on the side of the road. <laughs> That's been trying to get engaged. That's a parasitic draw right yeah. there. <laughs> your dirty ass ruined that battery. That's a parasite. <laughs> draw that one out of you. Dirty ass parasite. So, yeah, I think another one we did that we're going to try to do often, probably not every week, but every other week, is uh, some bike reviews. And a couple different, just getting into different things, different bikes that, again, we would buy if we had all the monies, but, nah. yeah, I <laughs> eh, know, it's probably not true either. <laughs> but just things that are that are kind of interesting to us. Uh, we, had, we had some questions asked on that that we'll probably get into here as well. I think uh, we'll start it off with Dakota because he's texting or doing an Instagram post, so I just want to fucking ruin that for him. No, that's not funny. even let him finish it. What'd you, what'd you, you're dropping a deuce on us, you said? Or you're taking a duke? <laughs> taking a duke. Taking a duke. So I see, like, I see a lot of them around lately, um, as the KTM, the 390 dukes. What's so KTM I, stand for? Fuck if I know. Ah, damn it, I thought he would know. I thought it'd be cool. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Well, they're like fucking cool. orange, that's what it stands for. They're fucking orange, KTM. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you. so, you um, um, I just wanted to know a little bit about them and why they were... Why there's so many of them around lately, and uh, basically the consensus that I found is it's a Bob great Weaver had a good yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no that's <laughs> not it. Oh, sorry sorry <laughs> no they I mean they seem to be a great starter bike and like a good commuter bike or you know a city jammer or something like that um, 
But he didn't know this. They, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You didn't know that's what it stood yeah, for. Yeah, fucking pronounce it. Frontreife, Trunken, Pulls, Mattenkopf. So it's probably three dudes' names. What are you German? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> you didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that by my last name. Come on. It ends like weird like these dudes. Anyway, yeah, so it stands for some weird weird German stuff. Go ahead, sorry. Throw that right there. <laughs> Austrian. Austrian? Yeah, it's what? Austrian. <laughs> That's what the news sounds that was, like. That sounds was, pretty good. That was me air jerking off on my head. <laughs> but uh, so they basically on a KTM they, they brag about the lightweight, high tight center of gravity, um, without a cramp right. And tight. <laughs> oh. But <laughs> I mean, I would. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I would categorize them as like a naked uh, street fighter type of bike, anyways. Yeah. Um, do they only use that motor in a Duke, or do they make some other bikes with that? that I'm not positive about. Yeah. It's a single cylinder, you know. Okay. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if they use it on different platforms, um, but I mean, it's they air quotes feather like corner rocket with a powerful mm. punch. Mm. <laughs> so um, that's that's pretty oh, neat. I mean, they have rocket. inverted WP forks on them. Uh, they actually offer a lowering kit from the factory, which is kind of neat. Mm. You know, who makes those sure. forks? WP. What's that stand for? Wet penis. White people. Goddamn <laughs> white people. So that's staying for. Um, it's always weird watching those old suspend, like watching the old KTM stuff when they're talking about that. Yeah. Yep. What? It's just some German guy talking about white power stuff. It's, <laughs> it's white power. Is the new, there was, there was oh, like WP. white, as in my last name. I'm yes. Jonathan White. Correct. And then powerful functionality Powerful's of an object. Austrian and, man saying white power. <laughs> Well, that's always gone well in the it, past. Yeah. So let's continue to do that. It didn't age well. It's still not probably not holding up either. God, fucking my bike review. Oh, we're trying to. That's our goal of this whole thing, honestly. But Mine, uh, at least. they have it. I mean, there's adjustable levers, uh, the factory lowering kit, ABS brakes, uh, the color display, uh, and actually the RPM display changes colors, telling you if it's uh, too cold. So like if you're you know, throttle happy when it's cold. It like flashes red. Like, yo, dude, slow down. Okay. And uh, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Um, it's also auto dimming. Ooh. And they fancy. have fancy. I think floor. it's new for 2020. They're putting the LED headlights in them, which is okay. cool because yeah. I mean, KTM they always had a terrible incandescent and like can't see shit. Yeah. Dirt bike. Like it. 1970s dirt bike yeah. headlights. Yeah. It's yeah. brutal. I mean, mine got swapped for an LED immediately. Yeah. Um, it's. 44 horse at 9,600 RPMs. So wow. They're turning quite a bit of horse out of the single cylinder for it? one. 44, 44 horse. horse. So uh, basically a, a stock Sportster. Yeah, it's 44 yeah. horse. <laughs> that's yeah, an 883. That's, that's yeah. pretty nuts. And, I mean, the bike weighs 328 pounds. So it's, wow, it's light, nimble, toss it around. Wow. Um, and then the other neat thing that it comes from the factory with is they call it their anti-hopping slipper, slipper clutch. Um, so basically what that does, it assists when you open a throttle, so it kind of prevents whiskey throttle. Um, it prevents rear wheel chatter when braking sharply or decelerating and gives the wheel just that bit of braking control for a rear wheel slide. 
Um, and then the later clutch allows to be pulled and controlled with just one trigger happy finger. And that's also air quoted from their website. Have um, you ever seen one of those slipper clutch assemblies? I have not seen one apart. They were, no. I mean, there was subtle, they're kind of secretive about it. Like on so, their, what you're looking at to, to be able to go take it with apart. that too. Harley has that on the uh, Milwaukee Eights. Oh, okay. They, they started doing a lot of the slipper clutch stuff. I think the trikes started it, mm. um, but they did. They took that it's, into the Milwaukee Eights. So now is it the slipper? Are they considering that like a hybrid of a rec- recluse? Bunch? Yes, somewhat. Because I mean, it's I, a know, full... I mean, the recluse is like basically converts you to full automatic, but you can still use a clutch. Yeah, my <laughs> I impression think of the slipper clutch was mm-hmm. that it had like an initial loose engagement, like a, almost like a. Um, like a calibrated diaphragm spring. It was a different. It's basically rate. it's that, eating your slop. Yeah. That would make it's sense. It's letting you fuck up a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. yeah, I would make sense because it says it opens when you yeah. hit the throttle. Right. So it's it's so taking I mean, like your mistake and just mm-hmm. kind of putting it over there on yeah. the side. And I think it uses actually now that I think about it. I think I remember seeing the thing where it has um, almost like a recluse where it has ramp and ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, yep. Once it sees that initial tension, it flips the sprags over. And you get okay. It'll grab. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Then, <clears throat> um, sir, you're looking at fifty four ninety nine plus four hundred fifty dollar freight charge. So I would haggle that fifty nine forty nine for away. bare stock bike. Um, just that seems like a really good out. bike for fifty five hundred bucks. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, but me personally, you're not riding that to Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, that that RPM is probably it, a little rough yeah, on the highway. Yeah. It can yeah. be done, but, you know, right. like and I said, that's. You can, but I kind of categorized it as like right. your commuter city jammer bike yeah. style. I mean, it, like I said, it seems, I mean, most of the reviews on it were like it corners awesome. You can whip it around. So it's basically a supermoto with yeah. but more of like a Street Fighter chassis. Um, I um, looked real quick too. They do make an RC390, which is like more of a fairinged. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and KTM offers, like, all kinds of, uh, performance upgrades, cosmetic upgrades from the factory, I mean, so it wouldn't, it would be extremely easy to spend a lot more money if you're like, oh, no, yeah. you know, but if you just wanted a basic stock bike, I mean, it's fifty nine fifty essentially, and like I said, I mean, that's, I mean, for a starter bike, I don't feel that that's crazy price-wise, you yeah. know, and they seem to be kind of catering towards a starter bike because it has all the, you know, like I said, you can get a lowering kit right from the factory. For yeah, but that's not some Honda Rebel that you're going to, I mean, you no, can use I that mean, motor yeah, for a while. You can fuck yourself up on yeah, it, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you can probably fuck yourself up on a Honda Rebel, too. Oh, for sure. It's definitely less. <laughs> Did you watch that likely. video? No. Of the ladies on the side of the mountain? Mm-mm. I said, oh, With man. the chair? Yeah. Yeah. That was like, they were riding, yeah. like, basically, the you know. The Honda, Honda Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. But, like, through the mountainsides of China with bags full of whatever they were harvesting right. on that hillside. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's different. Hay. Those are the people that carry the freaking full yeah, round bales on their head. Yeah, but they're going up switchbacks like they're going up Erzberg. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh, good time. So what did you come up with, Matt? Oh, no, he's not next. No? no. What do you oh, got? Oh, God, no. Man, you can't go next. You're wrapping up. All right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, I didn't actually do a bike. I did something that you guys sent. And I think I was doing in the middle oh. of doing something, and I was like, "It's all bullshit. Fuck it." And then I looked back at what you said, um, Harley's new uh, compensator, and I don't mean inside the primary. The one thirty one Milwaukee eight 
Oh, okay. So I need to motor. compensate the size of my dick with this. Yeah, shit. Oh, right. oh, it's okay. not the compensator <laughs> inside the primary. It's the compensator of your primary unit package in your pants. Um, so yeah, so they did a, a 131. I think, do they actually list it as a compensator package? They should. They don't. <laughs> it's called the Squeakin' Bagel Street Performance Crate Motor. Squeakin' Street uh, Screaming Eagle. I was going to say, do they squeaking really bagel? Squeaking no. bagel. Because I'm like, that's not... No. Definitely <laughs> don't want to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so obviously what this is, it goes in your Milwaukee 8s, your 17 and later touring bikes, is what it says. So I'm assuming they're probably... Someone's putting it in a soft tail tomorrow. Obviously, because yeah. you know you can't not try to slap it in there, but it probably won't work. But they'll make it work because I also saw a dude putting a Milwaukee eight in an FXR frame. You probably saw it. Did you see that? Oh one? yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I haven't seen it done yet, but you know, super cheap. I mean, this is all cheap stuff, easily accessible <laughs> things to normal people like Damn. us. Shoeburns um, are really cheap at the dollar store. Yeah. So looking at this one, the motor itself, if you're getting the oil cooled, depending which bike you have. You're looking at about $6,200 for the motor only, or $6,400 if you're twin-cooled, and $62 is the oil-cooled. What's the difference um, between a twin-cooled and the oil? <coughs> um, oil and coolant? Yep, uh, coolant-coolant on your twin-cooled. And they, it does have a small radiator with coolant running through it. And they just cool the heads on those, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As of now, it'll probably, yeah. eventually it'll go into more. But yeah, it was a... Uh, at first, I, I'm not a big fan of crate motors. Like, if you're saying, oh, I just bought a RevTech Renade, or I've seen, like, a bigger Jim's motor, they're perfectly fine, but they're not. People just put them in their bike, and they're going to ride around in it. They're not made for that. Yeah. They're made for beating the hell out of it, getting 3,000 miles out of it, and rebuilding the whole thing again. They're um, made for but, three summers worth of bike Yeah, nights. But this 131, from the Harley ones I've seen, like, if you get a 120 motor for the old twin cam stuff 120s you can just ride them you can like there's the 120r i've seen people just ride that one it can be fine but again it's not was that like higher cams higher compression right yeah Yeah, it's their race version of it but you can do whatever the fuck you want it's not my money i only got the one butthole i don't have three buttholes i'm not rich but uh (laughs) yeah i mean it's pretty cool i guess if you want the biggest, most, I'm going to, I should just read right from the uh, Harley-Davidson website. You want me to read from it? Air um, quotes. Well, the, this is right from their website. You guys pick the, you can pick the question I read the answer to. First question that is an option, why should I consider a Screaming Eagle 131 performance crate motor? Question two, what does a Screaming Eagle 131 street performance crate motor include? Answer to wait, both of those. Wait, that, that. Huge stick. Question three. Is it easy to install? Uh, four is, are there upgrades available? What other options do I have? What else do I need to know? What questions do you guys want me to, to read directly off of the HarleyDavidson.com website? Which one gives me the biggest dick? <sighs> Clearly the 131, right? Well, yeah, but that's these are all questions just about the, the 131. Yeah, We're right. going to go with, is it easy to install? <laughs> that's my favorite one. Because yes, it, it's presented as if it's plug and play. Yeah. So here's the answer: is uh, the all-new engine features bolt-in installation. With as little as 30-day lead time, you can have your engine straight off the factory floor installed in your bike in time for riding season. Contact your dealer for additional details to order. They just bolt that fucking right in there, apparently. Huh? I was gonna say there's really oh, man, nothing about installing fucking, it. So. Just fucking slam it in. No, it's easy. It's bolt-in installation, man. Well, there's I mean, enough. it should be the same dimensions, correct? I mean, a 30-day lead time. Dude, it's is a, just... 
super pain in the ass to get those motors in and out though. Yeah. But without like with the transmission, because yeah. remember it's technically it's almost one unit that you split. Plus then you're bleeding your coolant. Yeah. It's not no, reprogramming your ACU. Do don't do it at home. That's the yeah. reality. If you're dropping six thousand five hundred dollars, just just pay the other fifteen hundred bucks to have the dude put it in. Trust me, I've seen them put it in. They're better at it than than anyone else. Um but yeah, I don't I don't know how this thing's gonna run. It probably grip pretty good. Um, it says that it basically supposed to get a little bit more top end. And again, it's in touring bikes, um, so be interesting to see. I'd love to to see what it actually can do if it got out there. It's compared says, to like uh, the one fourteen that's built. Did you see the horsepower and torque? No. Oh, uh, let me look it up right now. One, I got it. Okay, good. I don't. <laughs> One one twenty one horsepower and one hundred and thirty one foot pounds of torque. Pretty good. That's, yeah, pretty that's good. Pretty substantial. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the torque is mainly what you're going to feel. Yeah. Right in your butt. I would have still like. I still would have thought higher numbers out of that motor, but yeah. No, I, now remember, this is still EPA. They're yeah. still running a stock style. Well, the aftermarket, but EPA air cleaner exhaust ECU. Now, once guys start ripping into them. They're going to yeah. build it bigger, so what are they going to build? Is it going to be like a 150 at some point in time? It's already a 2147cc. What's what, what's bigger? Bigger than your there? Coke bottle. Right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, but it's getting to a point where, like, dude, you still got to stop and corner and ride the damn bike somewhere. Dude, haven't you seen a road glide? Dude, don't I own a road glide? <laughs> if you take I a don't road corner I don't. on that. What? Dude, I, I got an old Ultra. Yeah. I ripped that thing pretty hard. Yeah. Fully overloaded with a passenger. <laughs> like a moron, because I thought that would be funny. It wasn't funny. So, yeah, that's all I had. Is uh, It should be interesting. It's probably going to last you. I you know, think it's uh, worth it? God, no. Yeah. It's going to be, by the time you're done, once you do gaskets, everything, and at that point, let's say you had a bone stock bike, and you're putting <clears> that in. If you did that without putting an exhaust on, you're dumb. Without putting an aftermarket air cleaner, or not after, but upgraded, like heavy breather or something, open mm-hmm. air cleaner, you're dumb. So once you start adding these $1,000, $500, you are going to be, you're, you're pushing ten grand by the time that motor is in your $40,000 motorcycle. Yeah. You can go and buy two 390s Dukes for that. Two? Two of them. Oh, for just the motor. I thought yeah, you meant for the bike. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, you're at fifty thousand. You're getting no. ten of those bad boys, no. bud. Because no, you're going to get upgrade. like a. Yeah. Well, you could if you just like the whole bike. If you took the fifty thousand. I bet you could go get like a bulk discount and just get ten of the Dukes and call it a day. Like <laughs> <laughs> have a good time. So speaking of uh, affordable, another question we had was about the. This is going to go into mats because we talked about this. Obviously, we're all a little bit unprepared for this completely, other than him. So he's going to do all the talking. Uh, we had to oh, talk probably. about the, the Yamaha Bolt, right? Bolt, yeah. Bolt. Bolt 950. Bolt 950 compared to the Sportster, because it is always compared to the Sportster. So what we were asked is, one, probably a little bit of what we thought, but more than that, what is that bike? Is it capable of, in essence, replacing the Sportster in the aftermarket world? Is that a good way to say it? Mm-hmm. Whether you're building chopper, bobber, cafe, which obviously, as we know, a sportster can be whatever Plentiful you want it to be. Plentiful cheap bike that can be made into anything. Right. Are these going to be comparable and functionally comparable to that? What'd you find out? What'd you find out there, Matt? Uh, short answer, no. 
now? No, but I got a whole lot of stuff on the way. Let's let's hear cool. a little bit of it. All right, battery guru talker there. <laughs> yeah, we'll go over the charging system and battery specs first. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm out again. I'm out. I'm out. No, it's so it's a 950 V twin, um, air cooled, single overhead cam. Even though there's a big thing on how high tech the engine is. Yamaha built an air cooled single overhead cam engine. And then it calls it high tech. So what if they put a cooling system on that? Wouldn't that? That's it. It poop up everything, wouldn't it? Like, it, it well, would it would make it up. No, no, right. no. I'm I'm glad that it's an air cooled okay. V-twin. Okay, but I'm just saying that it. They're there's, presenting this high. They're presenting it. If you click on motor, it yeah. talks about the high tech engine. So if I go like, yeah, I got this high tech 2000 Sportster and mm-hmm. Evo, yeah. because yeah, it's not high tech. Because all my fucking yeah, but it's not an overhead cam, so it's not high tech. <sighs> <laughs> Underhead cams. That's all I like. But anyway, it's a, it's. This is why I thought that 390 was funny because it's only 46 horsepower. On 900. Yeah, on 950. Yeah. 32 foot pounds of torque. So. Um. Yeah, top speed of 100 miles an hour, which is kind of low, I think, for a top speed. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. I have I've never ridden one, so I don't know how hard it is to get up to that either. Right. You know. Um, they're five-speed belt drive, 1916 wheels, just like a Sportster. Like, I mean, they seem, you know, like they could be made into some cool bikes, but definitely, as far as that question, I don't think they're going to. Not easily. Not easily. So you There are people doing it. Um, I mean, you can't go, like, on a custom website and, like, order a hardtail kit for no. your Yamaha Bolt. No. Or, you I know, can't you point and click chop it? Nope. <sighs> nope. It. You are going to have to buy the builder kit. You make your own. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how to, my parents will pay for it. <laughs> I don't know how to do nothing. They have three buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is they include, and and this is a, a good value in the bike. They write right in there that they uh, have a big advertisement about how it's a steel rear fender, easily for customizing. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, I know you look at like the Duke. It's plastic rear fender. Yeah. The whole tail section is plastic. You know, here's kind of limited. The base model comes with like a bobber tail light kind of sits up on top. Okay. Um, they call it the base model. They call an urban performance bobber. Ooh. It's the new yuppie. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can spend four hundred bucks more for eighty four hundred bucks and get the R spec, which has a little less chrome, piggyback shocks, and cast wheels. Seems the only difference. So now does the base model? Um, you know, he's like cast wheels on the R is the base model oh, spoke spoke wheels. Okay, there yeah. spoke. Three and a half gallon gas spoke tank. Yeah, I don't know. It just so, seemed so bland. It, is, it, it, it is the sportster comparison though. Yeah. If you put them side by side, they are comparable. Yeah. In in a bone stock bike. You know, I watched a few videos where people rode back to back, you know, and see see what they had to say and um smoother. You know, yeah, there's one you're not way smoother. Chicken yeah. does. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, people seem to like it. You know, I don't think anybody really shit on it. Just that it was kind of boring. Yeah. You know, the display, it's got an LCD display for the gauges. And they said, it's, it, you can even see in people's videos, you can't see anything on it. Yeah. The sun hits it. You might as well have a gauge. It'd be more functional. See, yeah. see that's my friends at KTM had a dimmable display. Adjust, Good on them. Just yeah. lighting. <laughs> um... As far as customizing it, there was only one really cool company I saw that made an actual hardtail chopper out of it. 
But did they use any of the factory frame? It doesn't look like it. Okay. The down tubes have a kink, so these don't have a nice rounded down tube. They yeah, got, they don't have like, like a nice cradle. It's a yeah, it's like a hard bend sharp, angle, you yeah. know, sharp bend. And uh, they still left that, and I don't know why, because it looked like they moved the motor mounts. Okay. But then they goosenecked the frame, and obviously made a hard tail section. Yeah. Obviously, so obviously doable. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be. And I saw they had a chain conversion on it, so you can do that. Get rid of the belt if that's what you want to do. So it's going to be a little bit of extensive fabrication yeah. rather than <clears throat> so like but it's still i mean it's a unit construction air-cooled motor so that's not the worst right. thing to work around yeah. you know it's a pretty simple package and it's not like hanging or like in a trellis frame or no. anything like that no it's so, still yeah. full frame okay so that makes things a little bit easier yeah in a sense if you want to look that one up it's forty-five thousand dollars for <laughs> <a young laughs> <old> chopper <laughs> so worth it <laughs> On a seven thousand dollar bike, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna go lay down for a while. <laughs> it looked for a while they did offer a C spec too. It looks like it's discontinued. I haven't seen anything on it. This one we were talking about last time that had the horrible tail section. Oh, it's, okay. It's yeah. like a cafe racer tail section with a stock sports defender just underneath stuck it. underneath it. Yeah, painted a different color. Um, but was... some people do make some cafe racers out of them. I saw most of the stuff I found was people were big into make them into scramblers and trackers like Roland Sands did one okay if it's for promotion or now did it, do they offer like hoops and stuff like that for cafe yeah the uh, there's one guy called the Hagman Hagman performance I think might have been his name that he um he built like a prototype scrambler that was really nice and then um they used that I think when they made this SCR 950 which is like a scrambler version with that same motor. I okay. think it's the exact same frame. Um, but it, I thought I found online that he was selling kits to make them a scrambler, but it all it's all gone now. It was uh, wasn't enough market for it. I d- yeah, I just yet. don't think there's enough of them out there. People are doing it. It looked really cool. A couple of people have made some really really cool scramblers out of them. But there's um, a company called S and S Custom Cycle made a, they call it their bare knuckle bobber kit. The fender knuckle shuffle. Fender kit for four hundred and fifty bucks. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not not cheap, customizable, like compared to a Sportster. No. And there's just not there's just not a lot of parts out there. So unless you're making it yourself. Right. So I mean, which it seems, I mean, it's doable if that's what you're into, if that's what you want to do, you know. And it's, I mean, it comes with some kind of cooler paint, I guess. You know, like the R spec, I think it's like a flat green and stuff like that. So it's there's. It has some style to it. Yeah. I guess if it's, if it's your style, then it's fine. Did you I'm sure it's a fine bike, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's probably fine, but it's just meh. Kind of bland. Yeah. Did you happen to see uh, weight-wise? Yeah, I believe it was 540. Oh, so okay. It's, it's yeah, it's a little heavy, too. Yeah. I was just wondering, Wait. curious, like, for a scrambler style, you know, if you're going to yeah, beat no. it around a little bit. Because yeah, that's gonna be... one of the big complaints when they made that SCR is it's too heavy. super heavy. Yeah. yeah, it's like this. And it's... You know, it's a base model bike. The suspension's not... Right. You're not yeah. getting anything nice, so... Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, it definitely has options. I don't know. I, I didn't really see much of a... I didn't see any used around here, so I really okay. didn't look into it more than that as far as what they're going for used, you know, because I think they came out in 14, so there's a good amount of years of them out there, yeah. so... This, yeah, I don't know. I didn't look up sales numbers either. Maybe they sold five. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of that. 
So the consensus is no. Yeah. He's still not replacing those sports because of the aftermarket. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say about even like Indians, where you'll read this article where they're like, they're taking over and destroying Harley. I'm like, mm, everyone's already making money off Harley's aftermarket. They're not yeah. going to yeah. stop where their money's coming from to put it into something that might work out. So, again, gets us right back to the same thing of it's hard to get away from a Harley. It's difficult. Especially, like, we are in the the western New York and surrounding area, heavily Harley country. Yeah. And I've seen the DMV numbers to prove it when I was working at a different dealership. They went out just to see, like, oh, your estimated sales, you should be right around here. Um, in the time frame that they had, bikes that were registered, not currently registered, but went to the DMV within that, like, six-month period to register the bike... Harleys were like 438, and then there was like Honda, Kawasaki, and then every, and it went from like 75%, and then the other 25% were like 12 different motorcycle companies. Yeah. Down to like, there was a Moto Guzzi registered, a singular one mm-hmm. at that point in time that they looked it up. So, yeah, that's, it, I mean, we have, we have of many dealerships. Yeah, a lot. Even I mean, even the Japanese dealerships and stuff like that. Right. Like even I mean, we don't have that huge. I mean, maybe there is. I don't know, but I don't see it. The huge sport bike scene in the city. It went like, down. It yeah. used to. Like when I was working in out in that area, I saw it a lot more. But it's there's nothing to back it. There now, it's going like they're the <clears throat> Harleys of the 80s, 70s, and 80s. Where if you're on a sport bike, you're getting pulled over. Just like back then, mm-hmm. you're riding a Harley, you're getting pulled over because you're biker trash. Now, every sport bike is a kid doing 120 miles an hour ripping wheelies, even if it is a 60-year-old dude that's literally just riding that bike. Mm-hmm. He's still going to get pulled over before drunk dude on his bagger <laughs> and wide-open exhaust. Yeah. But that that's probably a cop. It's cap. <laughs> it's cap. Don't talk to him. He's a cap. <laughs> Go to his post and stuff. It's probably a cap. What's your favorite flavor, Gatorade? I don't know. I drink Gatorade. What? How about you? What's your favorite flavor of Gatorade? Yellow. Yeah. You? The white one. All right. Nobody's a cop here. Good to know. <laughs> so if you say the name, you're a cop. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. What else we got? That was, that was, that was, that was a pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, wait. I know what we got. Everybody's favorite coming up. Blasting in hot. What'd you find for some accessories? Oh, No, yeah. you didn't find any accessory. We slacked, too. We never what? put up that wallet. We gotta put yeah, a picture of that up. Yeah. Uh, you also... You definitely sent us an accessory of your favorite thing. Concealed Kelly. Oh. Do it. Do it. That was an accessory. Okay. So, no, that counts as an accessory because every vest that you look at now always has the concealed carry pocket. Every single fucking one of them. Over and over and over. So, So, uh, Dakota, if you want to. Yep. Okay. Hang on. You want to flop out what you found there? I hope nobody gets butthurt about that because. What? You know, making fun of concealed carry. I yeah, I mean, I'm not making <laughs> fun of concealed happen? carry itself. <laughs> but how did you? 
What what made it concealed KOE? I can't remember what the W. What's the W so, for? So, oh, CCW. That's right. <laughs> concealed KOE. And uh, so it's the quote on this is actually it says look like you're packing but don't look like you're packing so and it's introducing the new bulge holster <laughs> and basically it's a fucking flexible cock with a pistol per, like pistol holster on the top a, of it's it it's a dildo off of a holster flexible, oh. flexible shaft allows placement at any angle and sometimes it's great to print <laughs> oh, and it's it literally is a big dick that you shove in your pants and your pistol is on top of it yeah <laughs> so just <laughs> and conceal like, your piece and show that piece off yeah <laughs> the pistol has nothing to do with the cock portion of it it's just a big cock that slides in your pants <laughs> we'll have to, get a, we'll have to oh, we'll put a picture of that yeah up, definitely we'll put that one up and then uh i found my favorite accessory i found uh I, which i sent to the our group that we'll put up also um that lift for my bikes oh, yeah. that was on amazon yeah, yeah, that was a perfect lift. You slide right under the the bowl of the toilet, and you pick it right up. <laughs> it was just a toilet lift, which I didn't. I guess if you're doing a lot of plumbing, you do a lot of toilets, like, yeah. But I just I just pictured my bike right there, just hoist that fucking turd up, picking your fucking toilet up. <laughs> yeah, all my pieces of shit floating in there. God, <sighs> what'd you find? Oh. So I found for sale um, through a marketplace at work. A, oh, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, you ever seen, like, the clamshells you store your bike in? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, hard we, one, the hard ones that hard actually put a lock on so someone yeah. couldn't steal it. So you drive on it, you fold yeah. it up, you lock it. Well, no one can see what's in it. It's like a little it's like a mini garage. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, Harley makes, you can go to the Harley store and you can buy. I don't know if that's Harley. It was it was Harley Davidson. Holy fuck. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. So it was a Harley Davidson brand. Little mat with a little tent around it, but it's clear, and it's for like storing your bike in your garage, and it inflates. It's like fresh the, air. The snow globe. Yeah, yeah, and it's for the um, the dust what bubble. Do they call it uh, for moisture and stuff. Yeah, you it's know? it's your and controlled it has, environment, right? And you put a hose and a thing, and it circulates air constantly. Yeah, and no, it's got a little pump on it. Like it, it's like a like the yep, the like Santa Claus in yeah. your front front lawn, and yeah, and, you know, we should put them outside with our bikes and see how long they last. <laughs> But it was it was like three hundred dollars. Can you get like the snow? Was that the new price or the used? That was the new price. They were selling it for one fifty or two hundred. Yeah, two hundred or something. I saw that. It, I just it looks like a snow globe, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 It's clear, and you see the bike. Can you get like in the, your bubble? It just seems chips. so ridiculous to me. Yeah, like it the, is. The soap <laughs> chips <laughs> to like blow around in there. So you it probably like could. a fucking snow. Globe. <laughs> we'll figure something out That's for like you. Confetti. Did you, you tissue buy paper? Yeah. Use toilet paper out of my toilet. Throw some turds on there and let them bounce around on your bike. All winter. All winter long. So yeah, winter's almost over, right? Mm, riding is, season is March. We're like we're like Don't give me that look. You know that riding season one is March month and twenty four days from spring or something. Yeah. Somewhere around there. As long as it's thirty four degrees, I'm good to ride. You ever taken off on a trip like that? Yep. Yeah. I ride to, used to ride to work that way. Yeah. Like every day when it was freezing. I mean, like, what the fuck is Plan a trip and then it's that day and you gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're gonna have two of those this spring. Yeah. If we make the one. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks so bad. We did that one fall. (laughs) (laughs) We had to plan a ride and it was 36 when we left. I was like, 
So you ever come home from a long trip and not know that it was going to get that cold? Yeah. That oh, was yeah. worse. I mean, like, long, like, we were in Brooklyn. Yeah. We got back. Like the last of your 10 hours. The last three hours yeah. were 28 degrees. Fuck. We were not ready. I don't even know if I had a jacket. Like, no, no, I what did. You, I had what a you jacket. Do? Well, I also, we 28 had... degrees with a plus of wind chill. Right. Like, yep, there's not much you can do. Off and who, you got, who has those? Um, I feel nut like sacks? I, I Usually a, dudes no, have no, no. nut sacks. I bought oh. <laughs> parts somewhere, like the back of their business card that they like sent them with the part in the package had like the wind chill chart. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, riding yeah I was like, yeah. that's that's pretty cool. I don't want to know. No, but... I don't like that at all because then, then I can be like, it was 28, which is uh, wind chill. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing 30. Yeah. That means I'm at negative two. Fuck, yeah. I'm going to die. I just, I'll just die. You have a nut sackometer. I do. When you're like, you don't have one anymore, that's cold. When it went <laughs> inside, when everyone else goes inside, it's probably time for you to get inside. Any, anybody else? Anyone got any uh, words of wisdom? Any yeah. other fun stuff that happened to you during the week? Any ideas for next week? What you thinking? So we've done oils. We've done batteries. What's some other uh, basics? Braking tire. Want to want to talk about that maybe? We got charging systems. Oh, I don't want to. That's like <laughs> no, no, we'll do. If you want that, we will do. We will start a Patreon. Let us know if we should start a Patreon. And we'll do... Now we're never going to do it. Nobody's going to pay for that. <laughs> you never know. Could do, I'm going to have to pay myself to Could you about. only record them when you're like really tired or really drunk? We call it Matt's Mumble Corner. Be like, it's, and it's, just, it's just it's one spins or the other. Just lick the yellow wire all, but it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> you could just mumble could do secret detailed te- information. Secret tech episodes. We could. That would be a pretty cool thing, I think. Just read read textbooks for... Four we'll hours at a time. Sit there and read them like this, like it's the instructional videos off everything you've ever gone See, I to. I had that teacher too. For every tech school. And then what you'll need to do is test the lead wires for continuity between the two. <laughs> yeah, I think the last two I went to, the guy was like, fuck that book. He was like, yeah. this book is yeah. bullshit. This is how we're going to do it. I'm like, yeah. all right. You probably learned Until much, it came to the test, way. because then I logically answered a question. He's like, well, the book says it's this. Yeah. I'm like, you're like, motherfucker. I just ran into no. this with that hybrid class where it was like, the guy, is but he's taught a ton of classes and he's great. But he tends to skip over stuff. Like, yeah, you guys mm-hmm. know all about that. Oh, you know, and and like, there was like there was something that was specific Good. on the on the test, and, and you like, didn't know that. Yeah. See, I I had one get me because it was a temperature sensor, and it said, you know, they did a uh, ohm check on the temperature sensor. They're like, how else can you test a sensor to see if it's failed? I'm like, the multiple choice. It was like, oh, test the circuit. You know, do this, do that. And I'm like, poke it with a stick. And then like it were was you can no longer test it. So I circled that one. I'm like, because the only thing you can do for a temp tent is like ohm it out. See what the spec is and ohm it out. So I put, you can't test it anymore. And he's like, well, the book says you can test the system. I'm like, but the fucking question says, how else can you test the sensor? I'm like, doesn't say anything else about the circuit. Yeah. Just the sensor. And he's like, well, the book says it's this way. Yeah. Like, well, they oh, should say testing on. for an open yeah. is what they should say is that you're actually testing for. But that's with your own check. Yeah. You know, you owned out the sensor. It's like, ah, yeah. Poke it with a stick. Resistance. Ohm check. No omo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So maybe uh, get some people to write in. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what else. 
You tell us what to talk yeah, about. Tell us more things to talk about. It was yeah. a lot easier that but way. But do it like right now as you're listening <laughs> to this. Because that'll make it a lot easier for us. Yeah. So we're not... It gives us more well, than that half And then we'll know when to... people are actually listening. Right. Right. Or like when you're listening to Sun and we'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Unless you're paying for that shit. Do it. That's right. Sweet. We'll get that Patron. Patron. Maybe we'll just buy alcohol. We won't do Patreonals, have you? (laughs) Send us Patron. Is it still cool? Is that still a cool drink? I don't don't know. I don't know either. That's Uh, like at least two butthole values. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that. Drinking Montezuma's over here. I ain't got the ass to put behind that. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I think that about wraps it up here. Did a little bike, did all that. Tell us what you want. Maybe we'll start a Patreon. Maybe we won't. Tell us if you want us to do that. Maybe we'll make someone funny. We'll all get some extra buttholes, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.